Welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast and the place of celebrating juicy, soulful, whole, full-bodied, living, listening, loving, all of it. Ah, so today I got some super stuff, just inspirational stuff. I was so grateful to come across my path that I'd love, love, love to share today. So I know I've been going on and on about my daily reading from Laura Markham's books, but something that, oh, was so delicious today was this line that children learn what they live. And it just reminded me of this expression that I loved years ago, that what you do speaks so loudly that what you hear, I cannot, what you, oh, wait, what you, sorry. <laughs> what you do speaks so loudly that what you say, I cannot hear. So it's not about principles or philosophizing or talking. It's about actually how you show up and what you actually do and how you live. And the power we have to transform situations by modeling. And it's not just our parents model to children. It's the world. Like how we choose to behave. We constantly Oh my God, on every level, if you think about it, like if you're walking down the street and play a game, like I play this game, actually, like I've been thinking how, if you notice, if people spot somebody they know, then they like, get so excited and they wave and they run up and it's all these like hellos and these embraces. And we walk past people all the time that we just haven't met yet, where we don't have this very vibrant, welcoming, amazing, initial contact and I know it would be strange and people would find it really weird to like go up to somebody and run up to them all excited to see them when you've never met them so just sort of finding a line but playing the game of like actually when you're out and about seeing who you can make eye contact with and then giving like a really warm smile and a hello as if it is someone near and dear to your heart that you love and you're just so excited that you saw them that day. Because, oh, why reserve that energy? So like here, when we talk about that we learn what we live. So think about this. So if you play this game and then there's some stranger and you happen to catch eye contact and you smile broadly and warmly and you like, hello. and that then, in that interaction, they know what it feels like to have just some random stranger actually warmly smile through their eyes and their smile and greet them. And then that is what possibly can spark them to like do the same thing. And it's that we all, we learn what we live and the power we have in that. Oh my God, it's so delicious. So here, also talking about, you know, so whatever we do, whatever behavior we're manifesting, that, that is what we're modeling. Wow. So the other thing here that I absolutely loved, I know we keep talking about this returning to calm, but it's so beautiful. What was profound here. Okay, so yes, this is in the sibling book. But again, like I'm saying, I am seeing this way beyond just parenting siblings. So I'm going to read you the original text. It says here, it may sound unexpected, but learning to return yourself to calm is one of the most important actions you can take to strengthen your children's relationship with each other. Oh my God. 
Okay, th- this is like learning to regulate ourselves and individually return to a state of calm. That that is going to strengthen the relationships between other people with each other, not even with us. Wow. Okay, yeah. So, I, like I said, I am kind of like connecting to this book on a whole other level, which I probably the author did not necessarily intend. Or so, and then the other one as well. So, yes, I'm doing a page a day of the parenting foundational one and then the sibling one. Because I just think like siblings, it's dealing with conflict and resolution, which is just everywhere with anyone. We having disagreement and people with different priorities or needs or values and just finding ways to create harmony. Oh, just delicious skills. So the other one as well that I thought was absolutely stunning was here talking about um encouraging confidence and resilience to succeed in life and this resilience wow because again the sort of tied back so a friend was sharing with me a story of, of her son who in the class they have to sometimes they have an exercise that you read out loud and he may not have been the worst reader in the class but that's just the way he perceived it so what happened was like when he read he really felt like the other kids were getting really super bored and he felt conscious of his speed of reading and that he was so much slower and you know he came back and was sharing with his mom that he felt so terrible and he feels he's the worst reader in the class he may not be but just that was his experience and it was just this thing here as well of like resilience that circumstance, it has no actual meaning. There's a situation that evokes certain emotions, and oh, but I think it's also so delicious, is it's actually absolutely beautiful to actually be open to feeling that discomfort and then like not niceness of everyone around you feeling like they're absolutely bored and they can't, just can't wait for you to finish. And yes, it's not pleasant sensation. But to absolutely just be with that not pleasant sensation in the moment and like, oh my God, I'm alive to feel this not pleasant sensation. That's the thing, like if you're not alive in a body, you don't get the good stuff, the bad stuff, not even beyond the good and the bad labels. It's like there is no sensation. So it's like, oh my God, my avatar is feeling icky stuff right now. Wow. So, yeah, I just think it's like a place we can definitely lean into, or or I so definitely want to lean into. So the thing is, it's not about not feeling. So like absolutely in that moment, to be in absolute awe of what is coming up and coming through, even when it is not pleasant, but for the fact that we can feel the not pleasant. But here is the big thing. So then it is about that resilience, right? And then there's the choice of how you, what meaning you create to the situation. Because it isn't, it's just something that's happening. It doesn't mean anything. And it's it's whether, what do you do with it? And where do you go with it? And just that resilience and finding an empowering way. It just reminds me as well, it's absolutely most beautiful. Um, these All these different artist things where when you stand in a certain point and it aligns to create something. So one of these guys does this artwork where it just looks like a random collection of litter and rubbish everything but it's absolutely incredible like I, I saw like a visual of something like at a at a gallery or exhibit where 
every other, as you're walking around this thing, it just looks like a pile of rubbish that like they just haven't come to collect. But when you get to one particular point and you look through and there's like an open frame, it makes like the soldier's face. All this junk, like aligns at a certain point. So no matter what, there's always, there's always just to hold that space of there's a place and a meaning and a perspective where it can be empowering. Doesn't mean, and sometimes you've got to really try. Now the thing is like this thing with the soldier's face, it's only there when you stand at one particular point. You can stand at many, many points where everything just looks like a whole pile of rubbish, but you can find a point where it looks like the soldier's face. So it's just a thing of not giving up. Even if you have to be a little bit more creative and resourceful and finding an empowering point of view, it is there. And the other thing is here that that moment happened for this kid. No denying. Not nice. Not pleasant. Absolutely. Feel it to the core. Like, do our best to breathe and relax. But then there's the choice of reliving it over and over and over again. It happened. Feel it gone (laughs) it's just such a powerful to realize wow that we have that ability to let go or to keep playing it over and over it's just so interesting just that line of actually i really i really something resonates on such a deep core for me that if we actually were open like fully open to breathe and relax and be with the experience as fully as it comes through that there would be no hinkering after it or replaying. And part of that replaying is because it never got its full limelight. It never got its full presence and opportunity to just be witnessed and be celebrated for everything that it is, even when it's uncomfortable stuff. Because if it had its time in the sun, center stage, it would exhort just fully. It's like... It would bloom. It wouldn't be stifled. It's more just like that. It keeps hankering and being replaying because it never got to be its full self witnessed in its glory. It's just a personal resonance. I don't know. It's even beyond a personal resonance. It's just something that definitely feels true. Um, So on this glorious note, here is Precious Heart 2. Being fully, fully with what is, with like an awe and appreciation for the fact that, oh my God, I get to experience this and to really relish and run like you have a you're running a relay race and you grab that baton and you go let's grab this baton of the fact that us learning to regulate and come back to a place of calm not about staying in calm but about just working on the tools to keep let's just see what can we do to come back to a state of calm that that has the most phenomenal impact beyond us oh so here is also too learning what we live and live, because just doing that, we have no idea of the impact and interconnectedness. Oh, so precious heart, happy adventuring until we meet again. Mwah.